Hello everybody, welcome to Show Hoppers Lost, Season 2, Episode 6, Abandoned. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, Mr. Sal. Hello. There. Yeah, okay. Same thing as always, and we're talking about Shannon's oh, episode. Hold on, I varied that quite a bit just there. Var- varying something that's the same thing is still the same thing. Okay. You know, if you make guacamole in different ways, it's still guacamole. So, saying hello there is still saying hello there. <laughs> oh, well, I tried. Sorry, folks. Mr. Sal, we watched the sixth episode. Well, we watched it independently of each other. I have seen some of Lost to an unknown degree. I'm not sure how much of Lost I've seen. Mr. Sal, his first time viewing, first time seeing this episode, and I have to guess his rating. Mm. Out of ten, Mr. Sal. Mm. Mm. So last episode. So this season as a whole has been a great season. Nines across the board. Last episode was the trip, a fall, a pretty bad one at that. Mm-hmm. Down to a seven. Yeah, that was rough. And I'm questioning if this could have recovered. Well, let me think. I don't think the flashbacks were that strong for Mr. Sal. I know he's a man that loves seeing sad people. He loves seeing grief. <laughs> he loves. He just loves seeing people sad. It makes him feel better about himself. So I can only presume. So maybe he liked the flashbacks. That might be the saving grace for them. Seeing sad people. I do On love the, some sad people. I love sad people. On the island, we have Walt. We saw. We saw more than just one scene of Walt. Uh, so more that's on that. what I was hoping for, right? So that is what you were hoping for. So you got to see more Walt, and you got to see more of the tailies. Uh, and their voyage. So, actually, I feel like you gave it. A, I feel like the flashbacks you didn't like that much. The other stuff was okay. We even saw a bit more of Charlie Locke and Claire. They had their own thing going on. Wow, yeah, that's right. It's like we had we had like four stories in this one. We had more like four stories, and I feel like you gave it an eight. I'm optimistic. Maybe you went up and gave it a nine. Uh, when you say optimistic, does that mean that you gave it a nine? No, I'm not telling you what I gave it. No, that's a secret because I think I hope you gave it a nine. I'm going to temper my expectations because last last week I I I had high hopes that you gave it an eight. You gave it a seven. This week I'm going to say you gave this one an eight. Okay, I. Love this episode. I gave it a nine. Okay, good. Is it your favorite episode? It's not my favorite, but it is my third favorite. The first two are still my two favorites. Fair, fair enough. That is that is that is great. I'm happy you liked it, and I wonder how you felt about the ending. I also gave it a nine. Oh, <laughs> I I loved this episode though. It was really great. Uh, I was worried that the flashbacks might have. I love the flashbacks. You. Okay, that's good. I'm happy you like the flashbacks, and I was scared yeah. that a good bit of the Taylor's part bored you until near the end. When that is more. my one gripe, and probably the one thing that keeps us from getting a ten is that I'm not sure how many times we can hear somebody say we need to rest, and then hear Anna Lucia say rest. <laughs> it's a question how she's the leader of these people. How she always <laughs> disagrees with them. <laughs> she's like bullying them around like rest you don't get a rest yeah so uh, th- that did get a little tiresome and that is the one reason why i i kept the- that's that's probably what kept us from the test 
Uh, maybe not. There, there might There's be. some other things, but I can only see early. The early part of the Taylor's story mm-hmm. is redundant. Then we get to hear more about like what they deem the others, and then uh, we see more into oh Cindy, and then the conclusion. And I want to skip and talk about the ending of the episode a bit. Oh, okay. Because I do think that it's it's obviously a big ending, and I have to ask you, Mister Sal. I asked this the same thing when when uh, Boone got injured. How is is Shannon going to die? Is she going to be? Is she going to be alive? Is she going to die? And I heard, um, I remember you asking me about Boone, and uh, I remember confident. I was confident he did not die. Um, I am significantly less confident that Shannon did not die. <laughs> like significantly less. I think uh I think that odds are she is dead. Okay, whoa. So you think Shannon is dead? Will, will you give me some odds on that? Odds of Shannon's yeah. death here. Uh odds that Shannon is dead now. Um I'd put them at seventy five percent. 75%. And is that saying that she's dead right at, at the end of that episode? Like, she's already dead or 75% but, chance that she's just going to die? Like, this... I think... I think uh, so, by saying right now, I should say... Okay. Let me... Uh, Alright. I'd, I'd give it a 90% chance that she's dead by the end of this episode. This next episode. Oh, okay. 90% chance right. she's dead by next episode. 75% chance that... She's already dead. That she's already dead. Okay, wow. So you are very confident Shannon I'm is dead. I'm pretty sure she's gone. You, have, you basically, you turned from your Boone perspective of, ah, they can't kill Boone. Yeah. They're not going to kill him. They Which is him. really sad because this episode went a really long way for... That's why I like this episode a lot. It's it's. I think in the same way we talked about um, Outlaws and... uh. Mm-hmm. Billy's episode this season, how it um we we learn about the character and it's more of a payoff near the end, right? Like mm-hmm. the story doesn't feel as good until you get the payoff of everything that has brought you up to that point. Shannon's story, I could under like I didn't like her flashbacks that much. You probably enjoyed them more than I. I mean, they were sad people, so of course exactly, I exactly right. But uh, you got to see her story and stuff. But it really compounds because now the grave event has happened to her whether or not she's dead we don't know i mean you think she might have died obviously she might have survived of a ten stone that she's died but she could also die so yeah a big impact and yeah but really like they this episode went so far toward getting me to appreciate shannon as a character and then she's gonna get ripped away. <laughs> yeah, it it brings it. It does the same thing we did for Charlie's the Moth episode. How Charlie feels useless. Uh, Hurley has felt useless before, but also yeah. scared that he would um he hated his decisions. So mm-hmm. Shannon shares in the the feeling of she might be hated. So and I hated seem useless. Sorry. I and I I think this episode does a much better job developing Shannon's character than either of the Hurley episodes did developing Hurley's character and any of the Charlie stuff did developing Charlie's character. Okay. I, I, I think this episode was so good for her character. Like it, it was, I, th- I think probably the, the one that I would equate it most to going such a long way toward um, 
helping me understand the character uh, was, was probably the season premiere of this season with, with Jack, because I felt like that one really uh, did more for Jack's character than all three of his point of view episodes in season one. Okay. I, I see what you mean, yeah? There's definitely, there's definitely, um, Shota Shannon is a character much better. And in fact, it might be the first, is it the first Shannon only episode? I know her in mm-hmm. sure. I can't remember now. If that sure. was all, that was all Boone's perspective. It wasn't, th- there was no flashback that was. Strict. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It was just Boone's flashback episode. Shannon, Shannon was, Shannon was in pretty much every one of Boone's flashbacks, but. Uh, there, I think there was one that he that she wasn't in, but but it's Bo- yeah, but it was Boone's, uh, yeah, you're right, it was Boone's flashback, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, this is this is good stuff. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed. It. I was worried that the falter from last episode would bring us into a death spiral, but no, this a this... hiccup it was. Man, no, yeah, it was just a hiccup exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I like this better than Locke's episode orientation. I like it better than Hurley's episode. Everybody hates Hugo. I, I, I didn't. I, I'm very happy that you liked it that much. They've, they've been doing such a good job this season with pushing forward plot while also developing character, which is like that's that's not easy to do. Um, and sometimes they miss. Like I, I think that everybody hates Hugo was outstanding for developing Hurley's character but did very little to push the plot forward mm-hmm. you know uh similar uh, the, the flip side of that is orientation which was really good at pushing the plot forward and i don't think it did much of anything for Locke's character yeah so that's so, so sometimes they miss but i mean man of science man of faith and this one have been spectacular with both uh, pushing both forward uh you know adrift yeah adrift too with, with michael and and with sawyer for that matter the two of the, both of them in that episode uh developing as well as all that plot for furthering so yeah i'm, I'm very pleased with this season so far i i also want to temper your expectations i'm sh- i mean i'm sure you're prepared for it next episode the other 48 days Yep. is in and of itself a flashback episode as a whole. Yep. Oh, so right. yeah, that makes sense. Because we are looking back at the 48 days for uh, the other survivors. Mm, the tailies, right? And you might not really get an answer on Shannon for that episode. Yeah, I... I okay. Alright, so I, that's a great point. Let me walk back my 90% prediction then. 90% the next time we're in this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I assumed. Yeah. Next time we were... Uh, yeah, that's what you're saying. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, next episode, you will not get a conclusion on Shannon. It, it's, okay. I, it's it's almost all dedicated to their time and their 48 days. That's fine. How they win. And I'm sure you're excited to see it. We got to hear... We actually finally got to hear more on it. We could talk about that later, but... I'm very excited to see Cindy in that episode. Yes. I'm sure you are. I wonder where she is. I'm sure Cindy, they're also wondering where she is. Cindy, the character whose name we could not, for the life of us, remember last episode. The, the mysterious no-name character has finally been named Cindy. <laughs> Even though she was uh, named, we just didn't remember her name. We probably didn't need to remember her name. <laughs> but it doesn't look like it. <laughs> what happened. So. Uh, 
Uh, I guess you were right sooner than you thought. <laughs> She's already gone, possibly. <laughs> yeah, that was the, her name. Like, like I said last time, if only she'd been wearing a red shirt. She, she was doomed. Yeah. So, I guess you, you want to start talking about the episode? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will tell you that I ranked all the stories as 9 out of 10, even the Claire Charlie Locke story. I thought you'd like that. I, I like the Claire yeah. Charlie Locke story because it does um where we're touching on Charlie's uh holding on to that um well just his drug addiction problems in general. We're touching on yeah. it. So. It is interesting how they they are kind of just leaving some characters out of episodes now. I mean, there's no Jack or Kate in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not even zero Jack or Kate. Not even a little bit. So no son. Yeah, no, right, no, no son at all, and she was the focus of the last episode. And there's Rose. Yes, <laughs> right. Uh, what a world we live in. No Jack, no Kate, no son. Uh, we start off the episode with Shannon watering the dog. Watering the dog. Yeah, watering the dog because the dog needs water. She's watering the dog. Yep. Uh, it's night, and Side comes to Shannon. You know, hey, come with me. I have a surprise. And boom, Sight has made a tent for Shannon. Uh, how sweet. It's and what? It's a love shack. It's a love a love shack. How would this compare to your log cabin they'd be making, Mister Sal? I mean, it depends on if I have help making my log cabin. Do you think you can make a log cabin? Like you, we spoke about like in Lost, right? You feel as though almost immediately you start making yourself a log cabin. For sure. Okay. You, okay. Are you disappointed? So it's it's been forty eight days at this point. Maybe it's forty seven right now. The night of the forty seventh. How do you feel about the progress in shelter making? Like, do you think their infrastructure is weak compared to where they should be? They're okay. No, it's terrible. There's like not existent. They have <laughs> caves. They didn't do anything. They just went to the caves. <laughs> just sounds disgusted by this lack of infrastructure. I am. I got, what is wrong with these people? Well, uh, we we see that Saeed still has his gun, right? So, yep. good for Saeed. And we also, you know, they, they have their love moment. Uh, good for them. And we cut back to the tailies. And surprisingly, they're resting, right? And we'll see oh, letting yeah. them rest for now. Uh, Sawyer... I, by the way, hold on. Uh, the, you know, the fact that Saeed and Shannon have sex in this episode pretty much dooms one of them (laughs) i mean i think they are i think they are the first people on the island that we've seen have sex yeah that i mean that we yeah 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 that we know of obviously they might you know there's a lot of other survivors with so on and so forth but it's the only time yeah yeah that's been implied Mm mm-hmm I mean, I don't, we don't, we, it's never even been implied that, like, Jin and Son had sex. They're a married couple. Yeah, right, yeah. So, so yeah, uh, I think that pretty much doomed one of them. And, <laughs> like I, a horror I, movie, like, stick? Yeah, exactly. And I didn't think it was going to be Saeed, so. <laughs> so, really? So, you you could tell this was foreboding for Shannon? No, th- this is retrospective. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, whoa. You, you could tell. Because, like, I, what I like about this episode is uh, how quickly... It all escalates near the end, right? And what happens to Shannon? Just, I, I don't think they at all what you see it coming. I don't no. think you ever led on to believe that something's ever going to happen to Shannon. Just 
Um, no, you're right. I guess probably they they're probably hinting at it, although I did not pick up on it when Said and Shannon hear the hear the whispers, and we already know that the Taylors heard the whispers. Mm-hmm. But that's that's right before it happens. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I guess it's to show that they're both kind of close to each other. Mm-hmm. But here, you know. We, we cut away from them. We're here at the Tailies, and Analcy is letting them rest for now because she's a benevolent leader. She's a good leader. But Sawyer thinks otherwise. She thinks Sawyer, or she, Sawyer thinks Analusia is lost. He can't find a way because Mr. Yeah. Echo, Michael, and Jin still haven't come back yet. Right. Uh, but Analcia won't admit it, right? She won't admit it, but, you know, Sawyer, Sawyer's pretty confident. That being said, up comes, you know, well, the squad comes back, but as they're coming back, Anna Lucia is blaming Michael for, for Echo's disappearance, right? Mr. Right. Echo went away because Michael went away, so he's hunting down Michael. It's your friend's Michael's fault. But mm. Sawyer says, you know, Michael only cares about himself and his kid, which right. Michael overhears. I, the deterioration of Sawyer and Michael <laughs> oh. just keeps going lower and lower. Since the drift, it just keeps going lower and lower and lower. The, Michael always seems to hear Sawyer's worst bits. Right? Oh yeah, it's terrible. Uh, like I guess the pit wasn't terrible. He called uh, Michael his friend, and Michael overheard that. But anyway, they've returned. Great for them. And Jin comments on Sawyer's arm. It's not looking great, and that'll be a big part about their return journey back. Is that Sawyer has an infection, and you know he's fighting it. Probably has a fever. He's weak, so on and so forth. And Mr. Echo leads the group out and tells Andalusia that he saw the others. So mm-hmm. they must go. We we get a cutback. We see the tent of love. Oh, hold on. Um, I noticed that Libby said there that uh, did you see the kids? So I'm I'm wondering if the kids are kids that were in the tail of the plane that started as part of their group who they know the others have kidnapped hmm. or if the others are kids. So, so there's either, okay. Those are any other possibilities you think of that? Mm, that part, some of the others are kids. Yeah, fair enough then. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so options. We did, we did have the, the teddy bear, creepy, creepy. We did, have that, we did have that creepy teddy bear that looked like a kid had. Yeah. Um, I wonder, ooh, Mr. Sal, are you are you excited? I guess the next episode. Do you hope to maybe see some of the others? Uh, I I would assume that we're gonna see some of the others. I, I the other thing that I that I do want to mention though is that these others really do not seem like the like people. Ethan? Well, they definitely don't seem like Ethan, and they well, I think they they could. I think. I could kind of see Ethan fitting in with this group of others because mm-hmm. he's pretty stealthy. He kind of never knew where he was and just kind of, he'd just kind of show up. So I, I could, I could see Ethan being part of this group. I'm talking about the, the boaters that took Walt. Like they don't seem like these others. Yeah. It's huge. I mean, they're, they're very vocal. They had, they were literally on a boat, a motor boat. <laughs> yeah. I know this is like, um, Kind of describes them as you know they're smart and they're animals like those people 
didn't seem like that. Yeah. Oh, they seem to even have a lot of technology. Yeah, motorboat, yeah. guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big light, the, the shining light on them. So yeah, explosives. So, uh huh. So okay, so you you question the connection it, between if these people actually have Walt. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. But we do know they like taking people. I suppose so. Oh. But they also like killing people. Apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder why. I wonder what the thought process here is. But. Uh, we do. Well, anything else on that scene? No, I'm I'm good now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We cut back to the what I call oh, yeah the tent of love. Uh, Shannon and Saeed they're cuddling, and Shannon asks the question if they are serious, uh, which Saeed kind of playfully plays off by saying, "Oh, I do this for all the women I meet on islands," but that is a valid question. You know, if they're serious. Oh, for sure. And Saeed never actually says yes. He just kind of gives a yeah. playful response back. So take and, it and as you may. Shannon doesn't know about Nadia, but we do. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the whole point between this relationship. I know you were questioning it as well. You you felt that Saeed just kind of, you know, if they ever got rescued, well, goodbye, Shannon. Right. Come on, Nadia, right? Right. So and I think that's what the viewers are supposed to question, Saeed's motives in this relationship of, does he plan on this being a long-term relationship? Like... How what what Saeed's mindset here, uh, and he kind of dodges the question here. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, Saeed leaves to go get them some water, and when he leaves, Shannon sees Wet Walt again speaking backwards, and then we see the intro. But I could not understand what he said. I can understand this. This this I would not have known he was speaking backwards. But since the last time he spoke backwards, I checked, and he didn't speak backwards here. I heard swall in the beginning as S W A L. So no. I thought maybe he was talking about, uh, I don't know, in-laws. So it is, they're coming and they're close. They're coming and they're close. Yes. So close would be E S O L C. Sloke, sloke, close, sloke. Oh, I see. Look, yeah, okay. All right. Well, I, I missed that one. They're coming in. They're close. Okay. You should learn the English language, but backwards. Man, I, there's not a chance of it. That'd be pretty useful. Would that be harder? Would that be harder to learn English backwards, or learn another language? Hmm. Probably in uh, another language. You think so? I don't know. I, I wonder. Ah, I'm gonna. This is a question in general. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna move on before I keep thinking on this. But we see the intro, and Walt gives us warning of advice. What do you think he means by this advice? Well, I didn't know what the advice was. So tell. So they're so coming and they're close. They're coming and they're close. Uh, I guess. In the moment, of course, you didn't know. In retrospect, here. Right. So. So the only. The only options here are uh, that, you know, the tailies with, with Michael, Jin, and Sawyer are coming in their close, or the others are coming in their close. Mm-hmm. And maybe both, what it sounds like by the end of the episode, are close. Sure, it sure seems like both at the end of the episode. <laughs> so, 
she sees this Saeed. Uh, so we see the intro, and then we cut back. They're outside. It's still dark out, and Saeed's running back. He's been looking around, it seems, and he concludes Shannon must have been dreaming, right? He left away at water. Mm-hmm. took him some time. So in that meantime, Shannon must have fallen asleep and had this dream of seeing Walt. Crazy Shannon. But Shannon's confident that she didn't see Walt, right? She's not crazy or she didn't fall asleep or anything. While this is happening, they're kind of being loud, making a scene. Charlie and then Claire walk up, but Saeed tells them, you know, it was just a dream, nothing to worry about. So then we see Saeed and Shannon walk off. This starts kind of the other plot on the island, the the third plot. You know, we have the mm-hmm. the Tailies, we have Shannon and Saeed as well, and then we have Charlie, Claire, and eventually Locke come into the fold here. But Charlie and Claire start talking. Uh, Charlie's kind of upset by Claire. He's upset that Claire woke up the baby due to this possible danger because now uh, the baby's going to be all fussy tomorrow and so on and so forth. And then he, he acts like a real father figure, kind of. They do act like a bickering married couple here. They definitely <laughs> do. I, but Charlie's just a real jerk about this. He's a real jerk about it because it he's also like no relation to this baby. So he's like, well, Give it here, then. <laughs> he just kind of right takes the baby and starts trying to care for it. So, kind of a or it shows not the best image of Charlie and Claire. It shows that there are cracks going on here. So, what did you think here, seeing Charlie and Claire argue like this? Oh well, I I I was like, wow, Charlie's being a real jerk, and this isn't even his son, and and Claire is going to lose her patience with this right quick. So. <laughs> Look, Charlie's been such a jerk this season. Remember Hurley's episode, Jerk Charlie? Yeah. Such a jerk, man. Such a jerk. I mean, you know, he did get Claire peanut butter, but... I guess, but... After being a jerk to Hurley about it. So, yeah, yeah. But, like, later in the episode when Claire says, you know, I feel like we're a married couple, but I don't remember getting married. (laughs) Like, I I thought that's perfect. That's exactly what this looks like. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Uh, and do you think Shannon's been dreaming, or do you think she's actually been seeing Walt? I think this is nah. She's yeah. actually seeing Walt. Yeah, you. And I, fair enough. I agree with you there. So, fair yeah. enough. Uh, Saeed's chasing Shannon. Uh, but uh, Shannon is just upset because Saeed doesn't believe in her. Fair enough. And then we get the first flashback. Mm-hmm. It's ballet, and Shannon is a ballet instructor. Um, you know the class is over. Shannon's friend, and eventually we learn kind of roommate Nora talks to her. One of the children's dads have been hitting on her. Her name is Nora? Her name is Nora, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Those of you that don't know, in the the Leftovers podcast series, there is a character by the name of Nora that Mr. Salisbury... um, He enjoys the character Nora immensely. Some might say too much, but... And I would agree with that, actually. I think they'd he's be quite wrong. biased. They'd, they'd be wrong, but they might say that, yes. Now they'd be right, so. <laughs> uh, you know, so Shannon's friend is named Nora. Nora's getting hit on by one of the children's dads. And while, while they're talking, Shannon gets a call from her stepmom. We, la- we later learn her name is uh, Sabrina. So Sabrina calls Shannon and tells her that her dad was in an accident. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want to ask you at this point, do you remember the controversy? Obviously, later in the episode, you hear about it more, but did you remember how 
Back in Boone's flashback, Shannon accused Boone's mom of stealing her dad's money from her. Yes, I did remember that, although not at this point. Okay, so fair enough. So yeah, I, I, that was my question to you, if you remember that at this point. So uh, we, we, we cut to them. They're in the hospital. The doctor's telling Shannon and Sabrina that, you know, he stopped breathing at the accident. We could not resuscitate. Uh, he invites... Uh, Sabrina to come look and then ask, oh, well, do you want your daughter to come as well? And Sabrina does specify that Shannon is her stepdaughter. Yeah. How how do you feel about that? Do you think that's justified? So... The moment... If, if she's introducing Shannon as her stepdaughter, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah, that's fully fine. But if this guy says your daughter and she corrects him, that's that's cold. That's uh, yeah. That's the point. The correction is why I feel makes it so cold. That was very jarring to me. How yeah. she corrected that? No, my stepdaughter. And, and on top of that, this is her stepdaughter, but it's her actual like biological father who's in that in that uh, morgue. So, or maybe not not a morgue, but that that's her father's body. Mm-hmm. So she has every right to be there. So we 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 kind of so we see, uh, Shannon's event of losing her dad and a bit of her relationship with her mom and what she did for work. So mm-hmm. might have been one very good intro flashback in terms of introductory flashbacks. Yeah, but there you go. I think I think that's what it is at surface value, and we uh we cut back to the tailies. Uh, they're still walking. They're traveling and. I think they take a break here. I can't quite remember. Actually, they do take a break. So, of course, another break. When, when in doubt, they're taking a break. They're taking a break. Basically, every time we see them, they're taking a break. Which, yeah. uh, fair enough. I guess they are walking for, like, a very long time. But another another break, and Mr. Echo feels as though it will take a day, more or less, to get there. Uh, Sh- Sawyer's shoulders looking very rough. And we learn a, li- a bit more about Libby. She's a psychologist. Yes, and she, you know, wants to try to help Sawyer's shoulder the best she can, and uh, Michael tells Libby how Sawyer got shot by the Walt Nappers, and so uh, that that that's about it. And Sawyer gets up and they press on. So we just kind of learn a bit about Libby, and Michael informs Libby about what happened, and we get a time scale about how long it might take for them to get to uh, our OG survivors. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming Libby is just using what would this be? Um, kind of like a placebo effect here. Uh, to she says, you know, he says it's bad, isn't it? And she says, yeah, it's bad, but it's not real bad. Like you know, uh-huh. I, I feel like that's the only help that she can offer. She's not a medical doctor, you know. So I think the help she's trying to offer is uh, psychological. Yeah, but not like therapeutic but rather like trying to convince yourself that something is true that actually isn't believable effect can be very strong yeah so, very good work on libby how do you feel about libby as a character i forgot was libby on your list of possible characters i can't i can't i asked you what you think would what would happen to the oh the tailies. Yeah. Like I you said cindy expendable yeah, Cindy, I said, was dead. She was dead meat. Um, Echo and Bernard, I said, would be sticking around for quite a while. Uh, I was 
I said probably Libby will be around for a little while, but not too long. And I was very I have I have no idea where I was on Anna Lucia. Okay. I, I still don't know where I am on Anna Lucia. I'm, I mean I'm guessing she's a relatively big character since they showed her to us in season one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I I think probably Libby is probably in some trouble. <laughs> Which is a shame because I do like her as a character actually. I, I I'm enjoying her. Okay. So you you don't have high hopes for Libby's uh, future. Well, I mean, you hope, you hope, you hope, but especially now that Cindy's gone, because <laughs> Cindy was Libby's plot armor. Yeah, she was. She was right below the totem pole under Libby, but now that her now she's the bottom of the totem pole. Yep. <laughs> okay, so, uh, so after that, we get we get back to the beach and we see Hurley and Rose. I think it's the only scene we get to see the both of them uh, this episode, but they're they doing laundry. The what's it? Hurley's kind of complaining. Why don't we use the dryer down in the hatch? But Rose prefers not to. Why do you think Rose prefers not to be in the hatch versus the laundry outside? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I guess it's just for the dryer. Like, I mean, when it comes down to drying, whatever, right? Yeah. Unless you're in a rush, like, and in fact. In fact, if, if there's not a good, like, way to wash clothes there, I imagine there's a laundry machine, though. Yeah, if there's a dryer, there's got to be a washer. So, why not do that? Maybe, you know what? The transport of clothing might be a real hassle. Could be. I mean, taking his clothing there. You know, I, I gotta say, though, this hatch is pretty well-equipped. So, now that they have access to this, I, I, I got to go back to the conversation that we had a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't see any reason why anybody really wants to leave this island at this point. <laughs> it sounds like, why don't we all just live in the hatch? Yeah. Maybe they will. Who knows? Very, I mean, you know. I, I want to know. Sorry. I want to know who's sleeping on Desmond's bed. Oh, that's the guy's bed. There's some beds there. Who's sleeping there? Yeah. And, how, and who's, who, who and how frequently are they showering? <laughs> who's getting showers yeah yeah i mean i imagine if there's a shower they might have a toilet in there plumbing is very nice i i'd be living in there yeah but mr sal you want to be able to you want to use the fertilizer for the crops yeah okay so the toilet's kind of a waste oh <laughs> come on <laughs> come on you think i'm gonna make a difference I mean, uh, I, I I think they can find other fertilizer on the island. Fair enough. There's a lot of boars. Well, maybe not as many as there once were. <laughs> they might be migrating. Uh, so they have this discussion about that, but Shannon comes and asks them where uh, formerly the raft squad uh, left their things when they left, and they point her to the direction. And Rose even tells a bit of a statement on how she kind of pitied Shannon since she lost the one thing she loved on this island. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, Shannon goes, she brings Vince to smell a piece of Walt's clothing and then tries to get Vince to find where Walt is. So off they run into the jungle and Vince leads Shannon to Boone's grave. How sad. Aww. (laughs) How sad. Yeah. Uh, Do you think Vince did that on purpose? Why do you think 
Gotta light the Boone's grave. Well, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't think Vince did it on purpose, but maybe Walt did through Vince. Oh, okay. Okay. That, that's that's my theory. I, you know, I I pretty much am ready to pin anything on Walt at this point. <laughs> anything when it's Vince Shannon, uh, Walt related, it's all on Walt's abilities. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, we cut back. We see Claire uh, with a crying Aaron, you know, trying to soothe Aaron. It's not working. Locke walks by, though. He asks about how the cradle's doing, which is great, by the way. But uh, he sees how uh, feisty Aaron's being. And so he offers his help, his services. And he wraps up Aaron better and says, you know, babies like being constricted. It's only when they grow older that they seek freedom. Mm-hmm. Is this true, Mr. Sal? Yes. Uh, what, what jurisdiction are you speaking about this from? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I should have led with this. Sorry. As a parent. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I can tell you that you are taught in the in the baby classes. Wait, you have to take baby classes or are these optional baby classes? Uh, I don't remember. I think. Th- think they're just like strongly recommended but i i don't like you'd be pretty lost if you didn't take them just in turn like just practically speaking what do you do when you get to the hospital <laughs> where do you go what do you tell them so that they know what to do i feel like i just tell them my baby my my do you mean when your wife's pregnant like in labor yeah yeah I just go to the hospital like my wife's in labor and let them right, figure that out. So you go to the emergency room or what? Yeah, I'm sure, go to the ER. I'm sure they'll point me in the right direction. Uh, maybe. Uh, but... I mean, if I go to the ER, they're like, ah, I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> I'd be wait. You don't know what to do. But, but one of the things that they taught us was swaddling, actually. And, the, I mean, it makes some sense. I mean, the baby's been literally, like, jam-packed into a small space for nine months mm-hmm. for them to expect to, them to come out and want to spread out is kind of probably a fallacy. They, they want, they, they like that constriction. So, so yeah, the swaddling definitely is the thing. Uh, and they teach you how to do it in baby having classes. How, how long did you spend in baby classes? Uh, it was once a week for like, I want to say like three hours a week for, uh, I think it was three eight, hours. I think it was maybe eight weeks. 24 hours spent. Yeah. What a waste of time. Some of it was. <laughs> I'm joking. I imagine it's not a waste of time. What, what would was... be a waste of time? What would be a waste of time? What would be? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah. Like what's something that you felt was a waste of time? Well, I, I I've forgotten it because it wasn't really <laughs> worth remembering, yeah. right? I, uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the uh, right up point. Okay. Well, anyway, Locke has probably been in some of these classes because he knows about swaddling. That's yeah, I am about. wondering how he became such an expert on baby rearing. <laughs> but he he knows what he's doing. The swaddling works. Aaron stops crying, and Claire, you know, she's grateful that Locke has helped her. But she also feels like everyone knows her baby better than her. And she starts talking about Charlie, right? She's mad at Charlie, what 
he did the last time we saw them. But she felt that he was right. You know, he is now kind of feisty and whatnot the next day. Yeah. Uh, well, just because someone's right doesn't mean that they're not a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I completely agree. Um, you know, she feels, you said the statement earlier, she feels like they're playing mom and dad, but they're not even married. She doesn't even remember getting married to him. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she barely knows Charlie. Charlie could even be a religious freak, as she puts it. Bum, bum, bum. And Locke, you know, he has doubts. He's like, what do you mean? How? What? Do, why do you think he could be a religious freak? And Claire rebutes, Charlie has a Virgin Mary statue that he carries around. Bum, bum, bum. And I, I love how they show Locke's face afterwards. Everyone's looking to see what Locke's going to say about this. And yeah. He just, you know, he, he kind of hides it pretty well. He's like, huh? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because we, we know that only he and Saeed know about these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, Boone knew, but Boone's no more, so. Yeah. And only, let me think, only Locke and Jack know about Charlie's uh, heroin problem. Uh, Claire knows about it. You're right. He did confess it to Claire. I think, he, did he confess it to Hurley before? Oh, yes, he did. So, and Hurley just jokingly talks about how he's worth some 150-odd million dollars. What a clown. What a jerk. <laughs> so, uh, so they, they, they press on to that storyline. We go back to Shannon by Boone's grave. She's sad, and we get a flashback. Uh, it's, a Shan- it's Shannon's father's funeral. It's an open casket. Shannon's over the casket. And what do you know? We get to see a Boone come in. <laughs> How did you feel seeing Boone? Did you like- well, I was pretty sure we were going to see Boone. Nah, I mean, fair enough, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I can imagine, like, a lot of people watching it live when they saw him were probably like, oh, Boone. Yeah, I mean, but, Boone. I, I mean, I knew I'd see Boone, but it's, still, it's nice seeing Boone. I missed Boone. Yeah, it was good. Boone is a cool character. So, you know, Boone comes, comforts Shannon. You know, death sucks. And Shannon's really happy to see Boone. Uh, they kind of sneak off. And Boone pours Shannon some scotch in the form of Shannon's old tea set. They, they toast to her father. Boone gives her some gum afterward and tells her, you know, hey, you should visit me in New York sometime when you get a chance. And Shannon talks about how she hopes not to just visit him, but to also also live in um, New York. She's going for an internship there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she probably can't get the internship, but she puts it as, I think, a one in 3,000 chance. Yep. But, you know, she would really like to get it. And Boone changes the topic. He, he starts talking, well, how are you doing with my mom? You know, are you guys getting along? And Shannon basically says, you know, not really. She hates me. She's always resented me and my father's relationship. So, yeah. Which you could kind of already tell. They, they kind of showed how Sabrina uh, and uh, Shannon weren't the best of friends. But hearing yeah. Shannon say it herself, uh, I think really does prove it. So her and Sabrina are not friends. At this point, do you think it's Sabrina's, like, do you think it's just a happen of circumstance? So sometimes, sometimes people don't like each other, but I don't think it's anyone's fault that they don't like each other. They just they just clash, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Do you think that's the case here? Like, or at this point, did you think it's Sabrina's fault? Do you think it's Shannon's fault they don't like each other? Do you think it's just kind of a mutual, you know, 
Oh, I mean, at, at this point, based on what I have seen, I have no affection for Sabrina at all. Oh yeah, Sabrina is so very heartless, and I, especially later when you see Sabrina again, it definitely. If you if you weren't already in that camp, you don't get shifted over to the wow. Sabrina's a real jerk camp, and not the least of which. Uh, well, I said that wrong. Okay, not one big reason why she's a jerk. It has nothing to do with Shannon. Is the fact that she just lost her husband, and she doesn't even appear to be grieving. Oh, at the hospital? At the hospital, at the wake, uh, later on. like it, Shannon appears to be actually broken up about her father's death. Sabrina doesn't. I, I don't I don't credit, like, I, I think people can grieve in different ways. Like, I think you can sure. grieve without shedding a tear. That's true. You're right. So, but, but I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, we come back to the tailies. And guess what, Mr. Sal? Throw on some rocks. There's some cool waves. And Sawyer gets a five-minute break. Naturally. As always, we get to see them. They're on a break. Uh, and Mr. Echo and Anna Lucia kind of go to the side to talk. So Anna Lucia is definitely the de facto leader. But it seems like Mr. Echo is the right-hand man. If not, you know... If Jack's the leader, he's the side or the lock to Jack, right? They also well, he, he seems like both. Yeah, he's he's kind of the mixture. Said and lock rolled into one here. Yeah, so he is the the right hand band here, and they kind of and Mr. Echo shares that they have to go inland. And he looks to the coast. You know, he's like, if we keep following the coast, it goes to the peninsula, and it might be impassable. So we have to cut inland. Anna yeah. Lucia doesn't want to do this for a few reasons. First, she's like, well. They live on the beach. We should stick on the beach. But also, she feels Mr. Echo's trying to do this. Cut through the jungle to get to the OG survivor's camp sooner to help save, as she puts it, the cowboy's life. Sawyer's life. <laughs> uh is upset that Echo's, you know, willing to risk uh, their lives for Sawyer. And Mr. Echo feels that this is the way, right? This, They have to do this. Yeah, he says it's the only way I know. Yeah. The only way I know. And Anna Lucia says a thing of, she liked it better when he wasn't talking. Oh, I'm very interested in that. Very interested in that. They, they say a lot of things that make the next episode very interesting. There's a lot of things to look out for. The kids. So, yeah, kids. Echo's mutinous. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Echo's way that, not speaking behavior. And later we'll hear about the chronological uh, order of how people went away, or I should say, were stolen away. Mm-hmm. But that's it for now there. So, Mr. Echo, really nice guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like not, not many reasons to dislike Mr. Echo. Uh, so we come back to the next scene. It's a Claire and Locke. Uh, they're still there with Aaron, and Claire is very excited that Aaron is still asleep. So, what a happy mother. I, how does it... I, as a parent, as you stated earlier in the podcast, how does it feel when a baby's asleep and they stay asleep? Like, are you happy when they're asleep? Oh, yes. Very happy. Okay, so Claire is ecstatic that Aaron is asleep. and she... Having said that, you do kind of come to a point at a certain point where you start to worry. <laughs> like, you know, it's been a few hours, baby. You think you ought to wake up? Yeah. Have you ever have you ever woken up your baby in fear because they've been asleep for so long? Uh, I haven't woken up in the middle of the night because of that, but I have worried after I've you know there have been times where I've woken up, 
uh, and, you know, because it's time to get up and the baby keeps sleeping and sleeping and sleeping. And, and I do get worried sometimes. <laughs> well, Claire's not worried. She's happy that the baby's asleep. She offers Locke to hold the baby and he refuses at first, but Claire insists and eventually kind of helps Locke hold the baby. We spoke last scene about how Locke has a surprising knowledge on babies and knowing to swaddle them. Yeah. But in this case, she he doesn't really know how to hold the baby, it seems like. Or at least doesn't want... Do you think he doesn't know how to hold the baby or he's just afraid to? Uh, that, that's a great question. I, I, thought, I thought he didn't know how to hold the baby. I don't know. If he knows how to swaddle, I, he's got to know how. We might just know of swaddling. But now I don't really know how to hold a baby, but now I know a swaddling. Maybe he watched a TV series called Found. And in that episode, <laughs> one of his favorite characters showed swaddling. And so he learned the knowledge. And now he's passing on the knowledge, but he himself has never swaddled before. Or I, should, I should say swaddled and held the baby before. He just knows of swaddling. Huh. I guess that's one way to look at it. <laughs> Which is basically the circumstance I'm in now, Mr. Cell. I know of swaddling now. Don't know how to hold a baby. Uh, fair enough. But he not only does he know of swaddling, he actually swaddled the baby. You're right, he actually swaddled it, but he never picked up the baby. Okay. But that that is up for debate. That's up for question. I, I think there's more trepidation because of Charlie than anything. Okay. And he, that, you might be right there, because Locke does bring up this not wanting to step on Charlie's toes thing uh, later. Yeah. So, Locke holds the baby, uh, smells Aaron. Oh, he smells so good. And Charlie comes over too. And he's, you know, he kind of comes, still in a pretty jerky way. He's like, hey, I'm here to take Aaron, so you can go for your walk, Claire. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It just seems like he's commanding Claire to go on a walk here. Even though, maybe she wants to, just, just the way he says it, though. Yeah, it definitely seemed that way. So, you know, Locke's like, okay, sorry. Off he goes, and then Claire and Charlie exchange looks. And Claire goes, you know, what? What, what is it? So, definitely what? some... Uh, I don't, don't want to say tedious. What's it called? Tension. Tension, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the word. So, some tension between the two here. Uh, things are not doing well for the Claire and Charlie power couple. If they're even a couple, I don't know. Did it seem? It seems to me like Charlie was worried about Locke moving in on Claire. Kind of. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's Locke brings up later. Yeah. This idea. So you're not the only one that feels this way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about Locke and Claire together. I I don't think I would like that. Very much. I feel very uncomfortable about that. I would, I would not like that at all. Uh-huh. Unless they somehow really changed their characters or made me feel that it would be an appropriate relationship. But especially the way their characters are, I I could not see it happening. Yeah. So, uh, we cut back to the tailies. They're going through the jungle. Uh, surprisingly, they are not taking a break here. They're just going through the jungle. But uh, Sawyer and Jin are being too loud i think michael as well are being too loud for anna lucia's liking so she you know tells them hey shut up be quiet we're in the jungle and this kind of angers michael gets him all feisty and he starts to yell and he's like okay i understand you know you want me to be quiet so on and so forth but why won't you tell me what happened 
Actually, no, I think he says it's okay for you to want to come back to my camp. But it's not okay for you to tell me to be quiet and not even tell me what happened, right? Right. So he wants to know what happened to the rest of the tailies, you know, what what has caused uh, Anna Lucia to be this way and be this afraid of the others. Yeah. So uh, why keep quiet? So Anna Lucia tells him, okay, the first night we got here, they took three of us. Two weeks later, they came back and took nine more. So they took 12 people total, three mm. the first night, nine two weeks later. She goes on to say that they're smart and animals. We spoke mm. about this earlier. Yep. And Anna Lucia does not like the fact that they're moving through their jungle and one bullet is not going to stop them. Uh, Michael repeats the fact that, you know, they took my son, Anna Lucia, rebuts and, you know, they took a lot of things. So mm-hmm. here, there's another thing to look out for next episode. Look at the chronological, you know, the chronological, uh, chronologically how time passes. You know, the first night, we're going to see three people get taken, by Lucia's word, and then two weeks later, nine more should get taken. That's true, yes. Uh, I will be on the lookout. So, uh, we want to see if there's kids that get taken away or what the others look like in general. We want to see if Mr. Echo is quiet. If so, why is he quiet? What's going on? Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of questions there. In fact, I think you also probably want to see how is Bernard. Uh, we saw Rose yeah. was early on, very grieving. Right. How Bernard is, right? Is Bernard as hopeful as Rose became to be? Uh, yeah. So a lot of a lot of things that radio. There are a lot of things on that. So very interested. I'm very excited about the next episode. Interesting episode indeed. Uh. We cut back to Shannon at Boone's grave again. So this time we don't go right into a flashback because Saeed comes upon her. And, you know, he sits with Shannon and he tries, he tries to connect with Shannon. You know, he says, you know, I understand what it's like to lose someone you deeply care about. But Shannon, Shannon's upset by this because Saeed thinks that this is all about Boone. But she goes back to the point of, this is not all about Boone. I saw Walt. Saeed, though, rebuts of, you know, well, why are you sitting at Boone's grave? So Shannon gets angry again and goes gets up and goes off to find Walt with Vincent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you feel about that? Uh, do you think Saeed should be believing Shannon? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't think he's... You think he's wrong for not believing Shannon? Like... So I don't think he's wrong for not believing her. I probably wouldn't believe her either. But I, you never tell somebody who's in the middle of a psychotic break that they're in the middle of a psychotic break. Listen, you heard that, though, from a person that you, you deem to be a poor psychotherapist. <laughs> yes. Maybe you do. Who knows? I don't know what the solution is. To that. It's true. Uh, that, that's a quote from The Leftovers. But, you know, I'm not even saying that Shannon is in the middle of a psychotic break. But the point is, if you're Saeed, you can't just say you were dreaming, you were wrong. That's not that's not the way this thing works. Mm-hmm. If if you want to be in a relationship with Shannon, then even if you don't believe her, you have to keep open the possibility that she that this is that to be taken at face value, mm-hmm. and that that maybe you know even if she didn't, she believes that she did. So you have to work with her from there. Fair enough. I don't think you can. Just dismiss it like Saeed did. I think that's a recipe for uh, 
Well, it's a recipe for breakup, really. Yeah, possible breakup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we enter a flashback as Shannon storms off. Uh, it's her and Nora in their um apartment, and maybe it's a house. I don't know, but wherever they're renting, and. Shannon's letter comes back regarding her internship at New York. At first, she doesn't want to open it, but she does. And mm-hmm. wonderfully, she gets the internship. So, Mr. Sal, I'm going to take a pause here real quick. Okay. Do you think Shannon earned her internship? Uh, I guess I had not considered that she hadn't earned it. Well, what I'm trying to say is, do you think Boone pulled any strings? I don't. Shannon. Okay. I... I don't know that I can be expected to assume that Boone has strings to pull. Me either. I, I'm not even saying that there is strings to pull. I just remember when I saw this, I questioned if the show was going to go down, this episode would go down a route of, when I had first seen this, I questioned if it would go down a route of Boone pulling strings for Shannon to get this oh, okay. internship. And it doesn't. It, it never. I don't think they really hinted that at all, but I was curious okay. if you... Not that no, same way. I, I never, I did not think that. Because she says it's what a one, because she says this chance of her getting it is so low, so she got it. Yeah. But I wonder, I wonder now. Anyway, so mm. she gets the internship, great for Shannon, uh, but she also gets a call, and it's about that her rent check bounced. Yep. So that's a bit of an issue. So we cut back, it's another scene, still a flashback. This time, I'm presuming she's in Sabrina's home. But she's asking her, you know, when she'll get the money from her dad's will, so that way her checks don't bounce. But Sabrina, you know, breaks the news to Shannon that Sabrina and Shannon's father had a living trust, which means everything went to Sabrina. Uh, she wants Shannon to find her own way. And Shannon feels, you know, all she needs is this money for rent so she can work her internship. But Sabrina... Uh, feels that, you know, this week it's about internship, next week it'll be about something else, and that, you know, you're never even going to pay me back. I'm not going to budge. Shannon, you're on your own. You have to make your own way in this world. Cold. Cold. Ice cold, right? I'm not I'm not opposed to, like, you know, not. I guess not, like, I'm not opposed to having your children have to work and stuff. That's fine, right? Because, like, sure, I'm sure Sabrina could make it so that way Shannon could have a comfy life forever. But surely, you know, Shannon's, I think, what, only 18? Yeah. Surely, you know, especially if you can afford it, why not enable Shannon to go for this, uh, you know? Right. I mean, this seems like a a good first step toward independence. And if you think Shannon will ask you for more money, I think that's in Sabrina's uh, responsibility to just say no, right? Like, okay, yes to the rent to get to your internship. No to, I know she cites, I think, with the interior designer that Shannon got yes. at one point, right? So, no to the interior designer, yes to your rent for your internship. So, definitely a jerk move by Sabrina. Oh, she's she's awful. Just uh, totally awful. Despicable. So, you know, so the, and the, the timing of this is, is the worst bit of it. It's like, so you choose to cut her off right after her father's death. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you you didn't have this discussion before. You never thought that maybe you wanted that, that she should be cut off, uh, and so that she could maybe not apply for an internship in New York. You know, but this is like, oh, your father's dead. Haha. <laughs> Guess what? You have no money now. Sucker. Yeah. 
So, uh, Sabrina has stabbed Shannon and twisted the knife. Uh, thankfully, we go back to the present day and we get to see a, a riveting game of backgammon. Do you know how to play backgammon, Mr. Sal? I love backgammon. You do? I have no clue how to play backgammon. Yeah, um, I haven't played it in years, though. I don't know if I still remember, but I used to play it all the time. Charlie and Locke are playing. Locke's kind of lucky, seems, right now, but um, they're playing, they're playing, and Locke brings up what you talked about earlier, that, you know, he doesn't want Charlie to have the wrong idea about him and the baby, right? You know, he, Locke knows that Charlie and uh, Claire are close and does not want to over, overstep any bounds. Charlie's like, I understand. And he con- confesses that him and Claire have had a fight. Yep. Uh, Charlie's upset that Claire was kind of... He doesn't say this directly, but one reason he seems to be upset is that Claire was willing to give up the baby. Yeah, th- which again, this is a jerk thing. Just to even think, like it's, this is not this is not your baby. <laughs> it's Claire's baby, and it didn't happen anyway. So uh, why are you dwelling on this? So jerk, jerk Charlie, upset that Claire was willing to give the baby, and then he's also upset that you know Claire has a lot to learn about becoming a mom. Uh, she's inexperienced, or it, I forget his exact wording, but it's something of Claire has to learn to become a mother. Yeah, uh, she's got a lot to learn about being a mom, responsibility and all. That's yeah. what he says. There you go. Uh, but Locke stabs back and says, you know, that's a lot to say for a heroin addict. Uh, Charlie, yeah, Charlie corrects him, recovering, and Locke goes, yeah, recovering. He gives him a look, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, Locke has this information about the, the statue, and he's choosing not to use it here. So he's, he's just kind of tucking it away in his back pocket for a, a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, exciting. Exciting for whenever this will be revealed. But do you think Charlie's done any heroin? I don't, I don't think. Been a real jerk. Yeah, it's true. Does heroin make you a jerk? I don't know. I, I don't do you know, know. Mr. Sal? Nope. I feel like you'd know. Why 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 is that? I just no no particular reason. Okay. Because as a parent, I No, no, no. Parent. Just just chemicals and stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, I see. Don't you know everything about chemicals? I know lots about chemicals. I, I don't know pretty much anything about biology. Okay. Isn't that all just chemicals though? Isn't yeah. everything just kind of chemicals? Yeah, pretty much everything is, yeah. Yeah, you know everything. Yes, everything is. <laughs> uh, That's uh, what I always, I always, I always kind of chuckle when I hear people say, "Oh, you know what, how many chemicals they put on that? You know, whatever vegetable, whatever." And I'm like, "Everything's a chemical. You know, you're drinking water. That's a chemical." <laughs> but anyway, so. I think yeah, that's that's the end of the Charlie Locke Claire saga this episode. Yep. Uh, I don't think it'll surprise you to say that you know obviously we'll get more on Charlie's possible relapse. We don't know if he's relapsed yet, or if he will relapse. I'll tell you what, I'm not looking forward to a Charlie episode. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm telling you, Charlie's such a jerk in the season. <laughs> 
He's like uh, unequivocally jerk. There will be a Charlie episode this season. I'm sure. I hope there's only one. I, I mean, I, I, I'm just not looking forward to a Charlie episode. I don't know what I can get out of a Charlie episode. I mean, I, you know, whatever. I'm sure that they could surprise me and do awesome things with it. But I, I, I don't want it. I don't need it. I, I've I, Charlie seems like a kind of a minor player right now, but. So he does. He definitely been uh, shoved back compared to last season. Mm-hmm. So, goodbye, Charlie. Reference <laughs> game on point. <laughs> and we get back to the tailies. Uh, they're uh, Jin's carrying Sawyer. Uh, Michael wants to help him out next. Like, hey, let me carry you next. And this kind of upsets Sawyer. Sawyer, Sawyer and Mike have been having you know this kind of uh, at each other's throats, and Sawyer doesn't really want Michael to carry him because he doesn't feel like Michael cares about him, right? Yeah. So he just, you know, seems like mostly a pride thing, but so he's like, I'll just walk on my own. So he tries to walk on his own, and then soon afterward collapses. So Yeah, this is almost instantaneous. <laughs> almost instantaneous collapse. Uh, they managed to get him to come back too for a bit, and Sawyer, you know, says, you know, I would have left you behind, Michael. But Michael goes, you know, I'm not, I ain't Sawyer, thankfully, I ain't you, so... That's fine. I won't leave you behind. And then Sawyer goes back cold. Uh, and they cannot wake him back up. You know, they try to use some water. And Libby even kind of concludes, you know, he has a fever. He has an infection. And he's probably dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna Lucia is still demanding that, you know, hey, let's move out, people. Come on. <laughs> so Anna Lucia is still pushing the the fact of it. Let's go. We got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, except for Cindy, actually. But everyone else wants to rest and, you know, let Sawyer get back up. I know Bernard brings it up. Libby says it. Uh, Mr. Echo doesn't say it, but he does definitely side with them. Uh, sure, yeah, he helps uh, Mike build the stretcher. Exactly, yep. And Lucia cites Goodwin. And if you remember from last episode, Goodwin was that person we saw who was dead on a spike. Yes. Uh, and Lucia cites Goodwin. Uh, you know, I, we don't want, you know, you guys remember what happened to Goodwin, right? Last time we did this. And. Cindy, only Cindy kind of Cindy kind of agrees with Anna Lucia, so we get an agreement from Cindy and Michael starts making some demands here, kind of undermining Anna Lucia's authority. You know, he asks Mr. Echo to go get a stretcher, or kind of, I don't know if it's to go make a stretcher or to go get resources for a stretcher, but I could go to Cindy. I just said, help me make a stretcher. There you go. And for Bernard, do get some sticks. So, mm-hmm. uh, and Michael plans to carry Sawyer. Yeah. How sweet and Analysia cold. Yeah. Do you hate Analysia? Do I hate her? Yeah. I don't hate her. I'm I'm a little I think she's a little monotonous right now. Mm-hmm. So I I'm anxious for something different from her. Right now it seems to be a lot of the same stuff over and over again. Yeah, we gotta keep moving. What are you doing, guys? <laughs> yeah. So I, I I think that she's definitely salvageable for me. I I don't have much interest in seeing her at this point, um, mm. except that she's part of this very interesting group. Are you, well, are you interested in seeing her in the flashbacks next episode? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. I, I just don't. Um, I, I I'm not a big fan of what they're doing with her character right now because uh, it's very repetitive. But fair enough. But I, I, that's not to say that I hate her. I don't hate her. Okay, that's fine. Well, we have Shannon, Said, and Vincent, I guess, too, in the jungle. Uh, you know, they're arguing as Shannon's still trying to look for Walt. 
they're arguing about, you know, it's useless, it's ridiculous that you're looking for Walt, he's not here. But then Shannon reveals that, you know what, they found the bottle, Saeed. They found the bottle with the messages in it, and Shannon reveals that she feels as though the raft is gone and that Walt is here on the island all alone. Mm-hmm. So, that's why she's going after him. Uh, she doesn't think it's anything mystic. Now, I, I kind of would like if Shannon kind of questioned, well, why is Walt coming and then not coming? You know, why is he coming to you, but then not right. then running off? But maybe she thinks it is some sort of mystic thing of Walt's communicating with her and he must be here in the island somewhere alone. Yeah, I, I don't feel like she thinks that. I feel like she thinks that he's right there in corporeal form. like Yeah, she chases him. Yeah. So I, I don't know why she doesn't question that motive of Walt, why he, he runs should, off. for sure. Yeah, because he should, by the way, she she feels about it, but she doesn't, so. Uh, we go back to the tailies. They're carrying Sawyer in their stretcher. There's, there's a hillside they have to overcome, so they all work together as a team to help carry Sawyer up, and we'll see it helps, too. So what, what teamwork, Mr. Sal? I'm sure yeah. loving that. And I want to ask you here, at this point, if they were to never find the other survivors, do you think the Raft, the Raft Squad, formerly Raft Squad, are part of of the tailies now like do you think they've been associated and with mm, no you don't think they're equals okay I, I was curious if you felt that they were equals okay i don't i don't think so okay so uh so cindy you know and i'll see a questions where cindy is she they get to the topic about where's cindy and she gets concerned. She starts yelling for Cindy. Everyone, quite a few other people in the group start yelling and questioning where Cindy is. And Annalise wants to go after uh, Cindy, but Mr. Echo says no. That's what they want. And she blames Mr. Echo. The blood is on your hands, Mr. Echo. Sawyer's basically already dead, and now they got her because of you. That's I'll a- stop right there. How do you feel about that? Is the blood on Mr. Echo's hands? That's a hell of a thing to put on a guy. <laughs> is, it, is it correct? So, I also did not want to go through the jungle. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's no guarantee that this wouldn't have happened otherwise. You know, if that's the other, true. If the others no. are as good as as they say that they are, then there's no reason to think that they wouldn't have been able to find them wherever they were. Well, I don't know. Maybe they never get caught on the coast, or maybe like they know that if they're on the coast, the others. Don't attack them because they can't sneak at them or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I I think uh, so. Is it is it fair to put this on Echo? Yeah. Um, I think Echo made the right decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't I don't think it's fair to put this all on Echo. Fair enough. Mostly because you like Sawyer and Echo. Sawyer must live at all costs, and Echo can never be wrong. So, good on them. To me. So, they're arguing, but then everyone, literally everyone, except, I guess, Sawyer, because he's unconscious, start hearing whispers. And it's very spooky, very scary, and Analysia whoops at her gun and yells, run. Mm. And that's that's the cutaway there. So, I, I suppose that the implication is that She's familiar with these whispers that they've heard them before. 
Yes. So we'll see uh, how that plays out. That puts on the next episode. Okay, yeah. so the Tailies know of the Whispers, and I guess know them better than our survivors, because... Well, the so, only... Saeed's heard Whispers, and he questioned if he even really heard them. Also Sawyer. Sawyer's heard Whispers. Yeah. Uh, well, Sawyer's uh, unconscious right now. Yeah. Uh, here we have a flashback. The last flashback. It's Shannon trying to move out. I should say trying. She is moving out. She's packing boxes. And uh, Boone comes in and uh, tells Shannon that Sabrina said no. So presumably he tried to get her some money through Sabrina, but mm-hmm. there's a big no from the, the boss boss lady. So Shannon asks Boone if she could crash with him in New York. but And remember, Boone extended an invitation for Shannon to come visit him in New York, but we come to learn Boone is leaving New York because Sabrina offered him a job, a really good one. Yep. Uh, Boone, all, so actually, I want to pause there. How does that make you feel? That that Sabrina to Shannon says, Shannon, you're on your own, right? Learn, you know, teach yourself, go learn. Boone, here's a really good job offer. Do you think that's unfair? Absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, completely unfair. So, offers her own biological son a really good job at that, and an offer Boone can't refuse, so he's leaving New York. Uh, and Boone tries to give Shannon some money and tells her that, hey, my trust fund will kick in by the end of the month and I can keep, you know, keep you afloat. But, you know, Shannon wants to use her own money, right? So I'll just, I'll just make my own money. But Boone insists. And this offends Shannon greatly because Boone is kind of insinuating the fact that Shannon won't be able to make her own money. Yes, that's and that's the key. I don't think yeah. that she would have rejected that money if she felt like, you know, if Boone said this is this is a loan until you make it, you know, um, the, and then you can pay me back. Like th- this offering it in this way was indicative of the idea that he thinks that she needs it, especially when he says that his trust fund kicks in and he'll be able to support her. I mean, why does she need support? she she believes she does not she just needs uh you know something to get her started which is reasonable i think yeah that's fair enough so she she's offended by this and ultimately refuses boone's money and i mean that's the end of it now i want to talk about when we saw in boone's flashback because in boone's flashback we kind of learn shannon's kind of been swindling him yeah for money yeah. So how do you think that goes about from here well, to instead swindling Boone? Getting well, Boone to pay off her boyfriends. Yeah, I mean I mean, well that's that's a bit I I think a, at least a couple of years later after this, right? It's a couple of years after this, but I think she's done it more than once was the implication. Mm-hmm. So I wonder we know she learns French, kind of. The French man. That's right. And if you remember earlier, if you remember earlier, Mr. Sal, there was a Frenchman talking to her friend Nora. French. Oh, was he French? I, I didn't he know. He was French because if you remember, if you remember Mr. Sal, so I've done my own research here. If you remember, so we're cutting all the way back to this flashback, the first flashback, right? The child's dad is talking to Nora 
and Nora kind of you know talks about it with Shannon. Like, yeah, he wants me to be his au pair. Yep. You know what an au pair is? And yeah, I know what an au pair is. Yeah. How do you know? <laughs> because I know people who've been an au pair. Fair enough. I don't. I had to look it up. So for those people that don't know, it's basically someone from a foreign country who kind of uh, goes to host family. Typically, they they might do housework in exchange for room and board, but it can also kind of be like a school thing. It, it kind of means a little, well. How do you know it as? Because I just kind of looked. I just looked at the dictionary definition. My my definition is it's a nanny. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. So yeah, child care is one of them. So yeah. So they go there, the nanny. Uh, obviously, nor in this case, kind of said it, it, it. The guy kind of wanted it, it was a very sexual way. The dad was asking, <laughs> "It should become a nanny." Yeah, but just saying, I I don't actually know, but I wonder if Shannon was like, maybe I'll go become your op here. Maybe that's how come she ended up in France. And you don't know if this is true or not. I don't know. I don't believe you. I'm not saying it. I'm just I'm just saying there's. There's evidence on the table. I'm just yeah, presenting you some evidence, and I want to know how you feel about it. I think that's probably pretty reasonable. Okay. <laughs> glad, okay. Glad, uh, glad that you look at evidence this way and made this conclusion. I'm not saying, I'm not saying I know or don't know. I'm just saying I see this evidence. This is what I conclude. I'm not saying yeah. if this is ever confirmed or not. Well, I can also see that it might not ever be confirmed because if Shannon is in fact dead, then how much more Shannon are we actually going to get? Yeah, I'll tell you what, we're probably not going to get a Shannon flashback if Shannon is dead. So, Right. We'll see, we'll see if Shannon is actually dead or not, and we can talk about this a bit more. But Okay. Uh, if need be, but that's that's how I felt in this episode. I I thought that okay Shannon, this is how Shannon learns French. Yeah, so I've also been wondering how does Shannon learn French? It doesn't look like her life anyways taking her to France, right? And I remembered that guy was a Frenchman and so on and so forth and that going on. I, they, they even say his name. I think I don't remember. It, it was a French name though. Uh, episode. I, I yeah, I'm pretty sure I I feel like they said his name. I didn't take note of it though. I didn't take note of it either. I remember being French, and he was friend. And when Norin mocked him, she mocked him in a French way, <laughs> or like like making a French accent. So well, I, I like this. This is this is pretty cool. Um, some dots there on how Shannon could have learned French. Mm-hmm. So I think it's interesting. I think I it's do. noteworthy to point out. Yeah, man. Uh. Do you think this might bump this up to a 10 for you? That that cool? No. Ah, give it a try. Anyway, <laughs> it's storming. It's raining. It wasn't raining earlier, but it's raining now, as the island likes to do. <laughs> sure does. I guess in general weather, sometimes it might not be raining, and then it starts raining. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Shannon's running. She falls over, and I think she loses Vincent here, right? Vincent runs off. I feel I I lost track. She lost Vincent like seven times in this episode. Yeah, I kicked out. Maybe Vincent. Vincent's off for the scene for now. So Vincent runs off. Uh, Shannon falls over, and Saeed asks Shannon to go back. But Shannon is upset because Saeed does not believe her. She believes that no one believes her, and that people just think she's worthless as some kind of joke. This is this is really big flashbacks to Charlie's the Moth episode, right? Feeling useless. That was the key part of this. Here, Shannon feels useless. 
people playing some kind of joke on her. Or not playing some kind of joke. She f- feels that she's some kind of joke. Um, yeah. But here's Saeed. And I, this is the question I have to ask for you. Is Saeed genuine? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Saeed tells her that she is no, she's not a joke. Um, Saeed tells Shannon that she's not a joke. Uh, Shannon does still feel that Saeed will leave her when they get out of here. And they'll call back to earlier in the episode when Shannon asks Saeed, you know, are we serious? Saeed didn't really answer the question. Yeah. Uh, and Shannon's, you know, worried, you know, are they really serious? You know, if they ever get off of here, will Saeed just leave her? And I'll ask you again, question. do you think Saeed would leave her? Uh, just the whole Nadia thing? You think so? I think so too. I think I I do think Saeed's being disingenuous here. But Saeed, Saeed tells her everything she wants to hear. She she Saeed says he will never leave Shannon. He loves her. I think it's the first time they said love to each other. So he loves her. Oh yeah. And that he believes her. Okay. No, I don't. Um, believe the three things know. that she wants to hear, kind of right. Yeah. He will never leave. He loves her, and he believes her. Yeah, and I don't believe him. Uh, the way it goes about, I think I really, I mean, I think that's how the listeners are supposed to feel. That you just don't believe Saeed. And yeah, I don't believe him either. Shannon, though, seems to believe him, and she's very relieved. Which, I guess, good for her. Yeah. And then, they start to hear whispering. Uh, Saeed's heard the whispering before. Shannon. Uh, I think this is her first time. Did she hear whispering the first time she saw Walt? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so either. So, so the first time Shannon's hearing the whispering, but they hear it. They look worried, but then they see. Now, this is my next question for you. Shannon sees Walt come up and go, Shh, right? What Walt? Touching <laughs> them, but then she asks, uh, Saeed if Saeed sees him, and Saeed says yes. Okay. Is Saeed telling the truth there? I mean, I think Walt's actually projecting himself here, so I would say yes. Okay. But do you think there's a world where... No, right? Do you think there's a world where Saeed is lying? Uh, about seeing him, just to appease Shannon. Yes. Yes, I think maybe he has suddenly subscribed to Laurie's philosophy of never tell this person in the middle of a psychotic break they're in the middle of a psychotic break. But uh, here's another reason why I don't think he's lying. Um... I think that he has, well, I don't want to say this. He, he's kind of doubled down here with, with the I love yous and I'll never leave you. Yeah. So by doing that, he has kind of attached himself to Shannon for the duration of time that they're here. Yeah. And if he right now says, I see him too, when he actually doesn't, then he has pretty much... Uh, decided that he's going to go along with pretty much anything at this point. Maybe he will. Well, the, I, I I don't see Saeed as wanting to have that kind of existence. I, yeah, I see what you mean. So, so. and I I do think Saeed sees uh, Walt as well, but I do think it's I think it's a pretty good chance he could have lied though. Uh, yeah, I I don't I definitely think there's a non-zero chance that he's lying. But no, I believe him when he says that he sees Walt. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they see Walt. Saeed says, yeah, I see him. And so Shannon gives chase. Uh, Saeed 
gives chase too, but you know, trying to chase down Shannon. He's young Shannon, Shannon. And then we hear a gunshot. Now, Michelle, when you heard this gunshot, did you connect two and two immediately? Uh, not immediately. Not my, immediately. Okay. So my immediate thought was that it was the others, not the tailies. Which, which is a fair thing to do. It's a very quick, you know, it's going very quickly here. But, you know, we, we hear a gunshot and we and, can see Shannon has been shot. Uh, and Saeed, you know, holds her in his uh, arms and he's very sad and we look over at pans camera pans and we see the tailies we see mr echo we see Anna lucia who's holding the gun Anna lucia has shot shannon uh, yep in the back we, uh, we we get close-ups of Jin and michael with looks of horror obviously they know who shannon is and what's gone what's just occurred and i love i love this ending shot on saeed of just he looks he looks distraught but also filled with rage right? oh yeah it, it's a good mixture and that's the end of the episode it leaves the big question is shannon dead yeah and you know it's it's interesting too because saeed must also see michael and Jin, if not sawyer as well mm-hmm. and what must he be thinking at, at that point you know it, it's it's like all those emotions like sh- shock and fear and anger and but, but then to see Michael and Jin just confusion maybe some relief but also some uh, despair I mean yeah, really he just recently learned that the raft uh, message bottle was found literally just yeah. like a few moments ago yes yeah so I mean it's it's all of those things that are just I mean really. That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot for poor Saeed to handle. I wonder how it's gonna be next time we see him. This is a break in the action. We're going back in time now. We're seeing how the tailies were. But I assure you, we will come back up uh, the snuff in the following episode. But episode seven, yeah, you know, this is a break in the action. But I'm sure you're still gonna like it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I'm happy that you liked this episode. I. It's still season two of Lost. Is is satisfying that itch, Mister Sal? Right, you're you're enjoying. Oh, it. absolutely. I'm I'm loving it. Great, great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, this only leaves one more thing, Mister Sal. <gasps> I'm. You know, I'm really glad you always remember this because I always forget. <laughs> I I always love TV. Well, maybe you forget because you you won't, you're just a force of habit to use the app. But I'm always very curious to what TV time has yeah. to say. Yes. So, so I've been waiting. The big question is, of course, what does TV time feel about this episode? Yes. I want to ask you first about yeah. the ratings. I wish I wish that we had like a a little jingle to put there. TV time. TV time. Maybe maybe TV one day time we'll got to say or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can't put a jingle someday, Mister Sal. My <laughs> my question to you is, the rate the rating. Mm, you gave this a five. You gave this by your rating you would have given this a five out of five. Correct. I think most people gave this a five out of five. Yeah, sixty four percent. Fair enough. Now, which, which you know, the IMDb user rating is only an eight point four on this episode, so that that wasn't a foregone conclusion that this would be normally a or um, mostly a five. Yeah, criminal by the MDB rating. This should be a higher rated episode. Sure. Uh, quickly, I want to go see the ratings as well. Uh, 
so that's fair enough. The emotions and the characters are the two that I'm very interested in. Emotions, surprise or shock? So, su- surprise is not a, a choice. It's, it's shocked. Right. Uh, shocked is the the dominant emotion here. Forty two percent. Did you put shocked? I did. Okay, yeah, understandable. Yeah, yeah, that is a pretty shocking ending. Um, the next uh, highest emotion is sad. Twenty seven percent, which is further reinforcement that I think probably Shannon is dead. Okay, <laughs> because if people already know that they're going to be more likely to rate it there okay so your 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 little tv time thing people are are telling you that you feel as though they're not telling you but they're indicating you're like mm-hmm. a meteorologist looking at the doppler radar you're like well it looks like we're having a storm it looks like shannon's dead the signs are pointing at a dead shannon mm-hmm. um so my question is to mr sal mm-hmm. the favorite character yes and then, what's the title that tv time puts it as the the title like what what do they say here like the most liked character most oh, favorite. who was your favorite is the who was your favorite okay hmm i now see you told me tv time famously right if a character dies they they tribute that character uh-huh now the question is do does tv time feel as though shannon is dead and by the way you said it, it makes me feel like they do so i'm gonna say shannon yeah 78 percent but I think even despite that, I think Shannon would still be my uh, favorite for the episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shannon would, would have been my favorite regardless. But Who's number two? I don't know. Mr. Echo. <laughs> Which, honestly, I can I can dig that. I get behind that. He he, he kind of fights Anna Lucia, gets some flack and stuff. That's definitely... Yeah. But I think seeing him make that choice that, you know, we're going to cut through the jungle because he's trying to save Sawyer. And he and saying to Anna Lucia, it's the only way I know. Like that that I think goes a long way toward garnering sympathy. So yeah, Mr. Echo number two, eight percent. So that that counts for eighty six percent of the vote. Okay. Uh do you want anything yep. unnotable for the remaining characters? I saw your soils there. He's number four, three percent. What the heck? Come on. It's. I mean, honestly, it's it's disgusting. It's disgusting how high people rate yeah. Sawyer. He's, he's not number three though. Number three is Saeed, six percent. Interesting. That, that is that is everybody uh, who is rated is is at three percent or higher. So okay. between those four characters. We've accounted for, what did we say here? 86, 92, 95%. Okay. And 5% other. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. There is one more person who's at 2%. Is it Claire? No. This, I mean, come on. Then it's got to be Locke. No. When when I tell you this, you're going to be like, oh, of course. That makes sense. No. Boone? Yeah. Boone. Is that is that a thing with TV time? If dead people come back, they... oh for sure, yes. All right, so we're happy to see Boone. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I want to speak on the next episode, the other forty-eight days coming up. Mm-hmm. I there is no flashbacks because the entire episode is flashback. That makes sense. So you're not gonna you're not gonna start seeing like Anna Lucia and like Mister Echo's life outside the plane. 
Okay. Or outside of the island. It's, it's all... Uh, actually, wait a second. Maybe you do. Why am I mistaking this? You'd have to find out. <laughs> uh, at first, I, I don't think so. But... Mm, I don't think so. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance, but I don't I don't actually think so. I'm like pretty confident there's no flashbacks. Well episode is a flashback. Fine either way. It doesn't uh, matter. But this is on IMDB in eight point eight. The second highest episode we've seen so far, the highest being the premiere episode, Man of Faith vs. Man of Science. Even Adrift got lower than this. That's right. They they really underrated Adrift. <laughs> I wonder how you're gonna feel about this. Did they overrate the other forty eight days? Maybe it's still underrated. Maybe it's like I, your new favorite. I'm trying to. I'm really gotta. I'm gonna have to try very hard to like tamp down my uh, my excitement because I'm really excited about this episode, and I and I I know I'm setting myself up for disappointment by building up my excitement. So, now be excited, Mister Sal. Be excited. All right, all right. I'll be excited. Let it run free. Let it run free. Let it run through your veins. But uh, I guess that concludes the podcast. Uh, for now, mm-hmm. next week we'll be back with the other 48 days. Uh, if you want to email us, showuppersepodcast at gmail.com. Ratings are also appreciated. Feel free to share the podcast. Uh, Mr. Sal, mm-hmm. how are you doing? I'm doing fine. 